Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. hip 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 powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. hip 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 powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey now, the Hey Now Howard podcast, the first and only fan podcast dedicated to the king of all media, Howard Stern, and all things Howard Stern Show. I'm Daniel Coyne. My name is Tyler Quartet. Today we're going to be talking about Howard's trip to L.A. This is Welcome back to the Hey Now Howard podcast. We appreciate you. Took a little bit of a hiatus. We took the summer off, uh, much like the Stern Show. Took some time. We went uh, to Africa with Fred. Yeah. Went to Howard's vacation house in Florida. Mm hmm. Saw some Bobo. Took Bobo's driving classes. Wore his toupee. <laughs> took some time off, but appreciate you coming by. Whatever platform we're on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, YouTube. Click like, subscribe, five stars. Love us with all your heart. We sure do appreciate from all our ten listeners. We love you, bubs. <laughs> we have millions of listeners from all, I think billions of listeners by now, all across the globe. We hired a full-time translator for all the fan mail we've been getting. Yeah, we haven't been able to leave our apartment. Our interwebs are blowing up mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah. On the way over here, uh, Tyler lives in Hollywood. I saw a homeless guy taking a dump. That was cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's Hollywood for you, man. I I meant to warn you. It's uh, it's not a pretty place, and I'm sure Howard got to see that whenever he came out here. That it's, uh, I mean, the actual Hollywood proper, kind of a shithole. That's a great segue because (laughs) I heard the Stern show is in Los Angeles recently, Tyler. They were, yeah, they came to visit me. Uh, But yeah, I'm sure Howard didn't get to see any of the. uh, shithole parts of Hollywood, because I'm sure he only saw the, the Beverly, Hilton. Beverly Hilton and the Sirius Studio. The recording studio. And that yeah. was it. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, those L.A. shows, I, I was telling Daniel this, there was probably the three the three shows they had, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, were some of the best radio shows that I've heard from the Stern Show in years, man. Like, I love them. I thought they were just jam-packed uh, with celebrities and interviews, uh, entertaining bits and segments. Um yeah, I really thought that they just did a great job, and I'm sure that took a lot of prep work to get that in there because they packed a lot in to those three days. Yeah, I agree. I was thinking maybe that it was just going to kind of be the Stern Show in L.A. and a few more celebrities here and there, but they really went all out. This was maybe their best production since, like, the birthday show. Right. Uh, 
probably the last time they were outside a studio. I know. Uh, just... Really on a scale like that and the amount of celebrities and trying to with musical performances as well and interviews and it was just like it seemed like all the fat was trimmed from a regular Stern show and it was just like this trimmed down really yeah. cool like on steroids. It was like yeah. yeah, the Stern show on steroids. I mean they did a really good job of not making it feel rushed because I mean in some cases like the Monday show they had Geez, they had uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Adam Levine, Robert Downey Jr., and Jennifer Aniston, all A-list celebrities, but it, nothing felt rushed about that show. You know what I mean? It was just they did a really good job of making it seem seamless, and everybody kind of got their fair share of time. Uh, but I was thinking, I was like, who, do you, who would you credit with that? I mean, that, you know, that's, that, that's got to be a lot of the back, uh, back office work, not necessarily Howard with the planning. Yeah, absolutely. Gary, I'm sure. I'm sure he has I mean, he's the a booker, team. yeah. Um, and then I'm sure Sirius wanted to make it a point to get them in there. Uh, so maybe um, they're, I'm sure that Sirius had them in building for other shows as well, but definitely rolled out the red carpet for Howard. And, and why wouldn't they? He was kind of put them on the map. And back when it used to be Sirius versus XM, uh, that's what it was, right? Serious first XM when they used to be different, and then they yeah, they then bought they merged, them. and then yeah, now they're serious XM Pandora. Always serious, so kind of help put them on the map, and helps when he gets paid like a trillion dollars as well. Sure, so. why not? It's very nice of him <laughs> to help out Serious right. in that regard. Uh, it was cool though to see how the celebrities receive Howard. Um, you know what I mean? Like just to see how they come in and. They really do love him, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and they've really come around on Howard as far as, you know, Jen Aniston and Robert Downey Jr. To see these, you know, a lot of them didn't even have anything to promote, and they still came in just to welcome, quote-unquote, Howard to L.A., which was, I thought, super cool. Um, yeah. Honor Schwarzenegger, I mean, obviously he's promoting Terminator and stuff like that, but, um, yeah, it just seems like they have a, just a real genuine affection for Howard, and that was cool to see because I think Howard, you know, Howard has an ego as well, and it's, I think it's nice for him to see that too. Yeah, and everyone that was involved in the show had a history with Howard. Adam Levine, Jimmy Kimmel, big fans of the show. Um, Seth Rogen's been on a handful of times. Jennifer Aniston. Like, Howard, like, officiated her wedding, didn't they? Or, yeah. Uh, Jen Aniston? Yeah. No, that wasn't her. Yeah, that it was. was. What? I'm telling you. She didn't get, she didn't get married to Justin well, Look Perot. up. Stat boy, look it up. Yeah, we hired an intern as yeah, well. We We're an intern, please look that up. <laughs> as I race to my computer, <laughs> <laughs> our intern is Ash Jeeves. Was it her? I don't think it was her. Fans, we have a live chat going on Twitch. We're, we're live streaming from all across the world. We have fans in India screaming that he officiated her wedding. Concern? Uh, uh, no, nah, Either way, they all had a deep history well maybe not to me more but besides that everyone fans of the show and i agree they welcomed howard to california and 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 it wasn't rushed to the fact that they all had somewhat you all walked away from the interview with something that you wouldn't get from anywhere but the stern show which is also cool for them you think about someone like jennifer aniston how many talk shows has she been on in her career right yeah so it's so, got to be a little bit refreshing where you actually get some curveballs thrown to you and sure. genuinely get thrown off guard and laugh. I mean, it wasn't her first time on the show. She was talking about how she was on before she was even on Friends. Oh, she right. was like the uh, promo girl. Model, for, yeah, yeah, just a model that came on. 
it didn't seem like she had the best experience. Howard kind of acknowledged that he was a psychopath back then. <laughs> but she, uh, I mean, obviously they're friends outside of, you know, this. So mm-hmm. I'm sure it was kind of an easy, easy transition for her to just be in the studio and talk to him. But uh, I thought that was a really cool interview as well. Uh, what I was wondering, though, is what, what do you think Howard came to L.A. more for? What do you think it was because Sirius really wanted him to? Or was it more a little self-serving in the fact that he wants a, uh, a push for his book to be you know, re, you know, released for Christmas. Mm, I don't think the book, well, I guess if he is going to do these talk shows, Ellen and all that, you know, he did come out to LA for that as well. So that helps with the books. But ultimately this gives me some hope that he's going to resign for additional years on top of this. Cause I'm thinking if his contract's up in a year and a half, two years, um, why would you come out to LA and put all this effort forward? Right. Well, that's what makes me think. I was like, it might be for the book. Okay, but let me ask you this. Do you think if his if he didn't have a book, if there was zero, no book, would he come to L.A.? Just because Sirius was opening that's a new studio? That's a great studio? question. I don't, I don't think, so. think so. I don't think so either. Yeah, right. You know God what I mean? If Sirius is opening a new studio. I tried to think yeah. that that meant he was coming back forever. Yeah, no, I doubt it. I, I, I think that if he didn't write that book and if he didn't want to sell him a couple more copies of the book before Christmas... There's no chance in hell he's coming out to L.A. So I do think that that was uh, at least half of the reason that he was out here and going on all the talk shows that he did. Okay, so I did a little bit of research. I asked Jeeves, and I was wrong. <laughs> but there's like some half-truths in here. Well, not no, really. No, he had a celebrity Jimmy Kimmel officiate... officiated the wedding. Whose wedding? Jennifer Aniston and Justin Theroux. Yes. Yes, and then Howard. But yes, I, you didn't know. I didn't know that. But I, <laughs> yeah, sure. But Howard had like Mark Consuelos or something. So that's when he was there talking about uh, Orlando Bloom's cock came from that wedding. What wedding? Oh, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston, oh, Justin gotcha. Theroux. But yeah, he's friends with her. Vacations with her. So I was wondering also, like, so you know, obviously. Oh, wait, what did you say? What? Yeah, you said something that Mark Consuelo. Mark Consuelo's officiated his wedding with Beth. Yeah. Right? That's uh, Kelly like Ripa's that. husband. I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't even know who that is. Is he, <laughs> is he famous? He's I mean, his soap opera. He's married to Kelly Ripa, soap opera guy. <laughs> he's married. That's what he's famous for. Yeah. And if Kelly Ripa's going to be the most famous of the worst things to be famous for. Uh, I was going to say, though. As far as like celebrities coming around, you know, on Howard and and kind of being a little more affectionate towards him and wanting to be on the show a little bit more, I you can attribute it to Howard turning a new leaf and how he talks about how he's you know been in psychotherapy, he's been a lot more introspective and he wants to do great interviews and that's been his draw. However, I think that Jimmy Kimmel has just as much to do with that than anything else because I mean, if Jimmy Kimmel's basically the mayor of Hollywood, he's best friends with every single celebrity you can think of. And Jimmy being best friends with Howard, I think that Jimmy's putting the bug in all those celebrities' ears. Like, no, if you, you know, you should like Howard. Listen to Howard, or he's going to give you a great interview. Don't be scared to go on his show. Things like that. I think that there's a lot. I think that Jimmy Kimmel probably has a lot to do with that. And Maybe uh, that's why you had him on the show right off the bat. Yeah. So I, I do think that Jimmy Kimmel is is a good uh, liaison from you know for Howard to the other celebrities that may have been a little skeptical if they should go on a show or not. 
Something I found interesting, didn't it seem like the staff was on a very short leash out in Los Angeles and they got very stern talking to us, no pun intended? Yeah, they seem terrified, <laughs> right? This is a larger topic that I want to dive into maybe on its own episode, but I think the entire staff is terrified of Howard. Yeah. And, and Robin and Fred. Oh, Fred's an alien. They don't. They're not. They're, nobody's interacting <laughs> with Fred. Fred. Robin definitely. Robin. I'm scared. Of Robin. Yeah. I'm not even in the room. Like, I'm terrified. <laughs> of her. But yeah, the, and and it comes across on the radio a lot, and and also our. We're going to talk about things that you won't hear on the wrap up show. So we're going to talk about like names like Marcy Turk. So yeah. this that is like. <laughs> This is like bad. That's like a bad word around the Stern show, but I feel like people in like suits are going to show up in my apartment right now for mentioning the name. <laughs> Marcy Squad. Yeah, she. Um, so she basically is. Uh, well, we won't go too deep into it now, but she's kind of the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. Is it's it the rumored. Wizard of Oz behind the curtain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The man behind the curtain. The she's, man, yeah. She's, uh, you know, that's rumored. You know, I, I don't know if Howard is, he's brought up very, very, like, uh, a few times. But whenever he has, he dismisses it immediately as saying, you know, she's. Or he blacks it out of the show on the replay. Right show, yeah. If anyone talks about it. Right. So the reason I bring it up now is because when we talk about things like the staff being on a short leash, I have to think that that's coming from the Marcy Tarks of the world. And there's so many instances on the show now that. They'll say, um, you know who to talk to off stage, or you, you know, you know who to get approval from, and it wasn't approved. And it seems like it just runs the gamut on the whole office. Everyone's scared of her. If anyone mentions her, right. like, yeah, you know, Matthew Barry was Ooh. the last guy to mention her, and he hasn't been on the show since. Or mentioned. I felt that uncomfortableness from, blacklisted. Yeah, I felt that uncomfortableness across the the airwaves. You remember, like when he mentioned it, like everybody just shut up. They, yeah, they probably had five and or six. And he mentioned in it room. in the context of you can't mention this on air. Yeah, and, and then it, it was blacked out of every subsequent was replay. That blacked out too on the yeah. replays. Because they replayed that on the app, that whole bit, and that that was never mentioned on the whole replay. So wild, yeah. So I don't get so, it. But, so, but here's the thing: like, I mean, I get why the staff would be afraid of Howard. You know, Howard. I mean, think about it: the staff, besides you know the people that have been there forever, uh, they're a lot younger. You know, your Mamets and your um, Steve Nowicki's mm-hmm. and. Even Sal and Richard, obviously younger than. Like, so there's and and, out, and Howard is this iconic figure. It's it, oh, Hollywood sirens. You got to just deal with that if you can hear it through the uh, mics. But Howard is this iconic figure, so he does have this this presence. You know what I mean? Obviously, they want to please him, and they're all there in a sense. Fans that get that have the opportunity to work on this show too, right? So, but that's how it's always been, though. That's always always been, and I yeah, well, but that's why he. Re- that's all to that point. That's a great point because that's why he also respected Artie more. Mm-hmm. And comics that come in, rather than you know, Richard won a contest. Richard. Sal was a prank caller. Exactly. Shuli was a prank Shuley, caller, yeah. or not a prank caller, but just a yeah. He would call and contribute. Yeah, call in. So all these guys are fans who looked up to Howard, and he kind of and Howard can kind of continue that you know not facade, but that uh, that presence that he has with those guys. You know what I mean? And I think also what it is is he just doesn't have the energy for that admin gm bullshit right 
So, but he wants someone that's going to hold that standard of, you know, quote unquote, getting things done, which is like supposedly their bond together. This book, which is really just like a book about how to do business. Yeah, you read that, right? Yeah, That's... it has nothing to do with like joining a cult, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's basically how to organize your your thoughts your life, in right. life. So they met through that, and but she's this, and, and the Jeremy is like her right hand guy, and there's this big presence, and everyone's kind of scared to really speak freely. But I think Howard needs someone that's going to bitch at Benji all the time for being late or... Yeah, hold people accountable for things. Yeah, he, he just doesn't, doesn't have, have the time with. for right. that. And he's talked about it for years about how he should be more strict. So maybe just that's what's actually happening. Right. It's a way for him to kind of put somebody in place to do that and doesn't have to do it himself. Which he shouldn't have to. I mean, he's the kind of the talent when it comes down to it. It is oh, his absolutely. show, but it's like... You know, I'm sure he has final say on a lot of things, but he doesn't want to be doing the day-to-day like monitoring of shit. But I will say that I'm sure he's put the fear of God into his staff, or it's like, you know, he probably let them know uh, this woman Marcy. Uh, she, you know, she can she has free reign. If she wants to fire you, she can fire you. So I'm sure that's why they're pretty much terrified there because, I mean, she's, you know, he probably gave her some carte blanche with that, you know? Absolutely. And does that make a watered-down product on the air? Because think about years ago when they'd reminisce about going to Robin's Lake House or Artie would rent out a restaurant for everyone or they'd get together and have these parties besides, like, the Christmas party that they're going to have every year. <clears throat> there was much more of that social um, and Howard of course would talk about how he was miserable the whole time and didn't want to talk to anyone but he still went right. nowadays I don't even think he'd even entertain the thought yeah so I'm torn on this so it's like I don't know if it's that or is it just more a simple answer where it's they're 15 years older Howard's 60 they don't want to do shit like they don't want to do it they oh, don't he's like 65 65 yeah. and Robin too so it's like you know what they don't they don't want to do it anymore. They're, they did it. They've been there, done that. So it's like, yeah, you could say, oh, you've changed. It's like, yeah, of course they have. Or older. I'm, I'm an old man. Right. <laughs> I don't want, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, but isn't that one of the things that makes the Stone Show beautiful? What's that? Like that, that camaraderie. Like that, um, you know, they'd all hang yeah. out together and then bullshit about dumb stories from the restaurant. I it, yes I do agree with that, but I think the the main focal point of the Howard Stern Show that makes it beautiful is the. Uh, um, the authenticity of it where if he were to be you know going out and doing all this stuff is lacking too now though you think so so i i could go the other way with that i could say like maybe it's just a simple answer where he's like you know this is how i what i feel like doing and if i do anything else then it's not going to be authentic you know what i mean so if i like if i'm going out and i'm like talking about going to like you know maybe i don't know this is again just a theory so I, i don't know or there could be a like just a you know, a larger hand at play, which would be like the Marcy Turk thing, which would prevent a yeah. lot of these things. I mean, so, I don't I mean, think that she's like, you know, telling them to go to a party on the weekend or not. But I just think it reverts back to the greater maybe things that comes through on the radio sometimes of now he's just kind of on a different level. Whereas before it'd be more already busting his balls, um, you know, stuttering John, making fun of him. Right. You know, now Howard's like 
20 levels and Fred never like challenges them. That's like when was the last time someone challenged Howard on the air? No like, one. Legitimately. Or you, you could listen to clips from the 90s. Like him and Fred would battle. Battle. Often. Fred has not him said and Gary a single would battle. thing. Right. Dude, Gary's terrified of Howard. Fred, he's not scared of him, but he just doesn't even That's go there. That's one thing I'm trying to, like, yeah, I, you're totally right. Robin will push back a little bit, but it's very tongue-in-cheek. It's not very, you know. And I think Robin's just content doing her job and going home, you know. Not like that's a bad thing, but she, you know, she's a queen. She does her. What do you think that is? Like that had to be like a change in something. What did he say? Like nobody challenged me. Like, like we wouldn't. Like what happened? What actually happened? But that's what I think is the the greater thing that we're talking about. I think it's just that whole. I think that's what's building up behind the scenes. Is there's like this separation now, where now it's like, because there's even things like now that they all dress business casual and like yeah. Gary's wearing like a little business suit and Jason and all this right. and you know they used to and Howard used to wear like a cut off and like sweatpants and right. yeah of course right. whatever that was 30 years ago everyone's fashion changes but it just goes to show it just kind of used to be more that raw whatever stern show say whatever off the it just seems like a little bit more corporate. Hey, did you wear your khakis for your business casual? Sure. Or else you're going to get docked by HR. Yeah. That never happened in the 90s. No. Uh, that is a good point. You're absolutely right about that. It definitely, I don't see, but that's the thing. Yes, I agree with all that. But does the product suffer? For me, not so much where I really have an issue with it. You know what I mean? Yes, it's different. But the yeah, output, this is just the out- going super deep on them. But the output, podcast, for God's sakes, about a show. No, I get it. But like, but you look on Reddit and people are fucking losing their minds over this kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. so it is. It's worth breaking up. But for me, like personally, I don't think the output has suffered because of these changes. So I don't care that much. But somebody might be like looking at this, and be like, "What the fuck is this bullshit?" They're, you know, Howard's wearing John Vervedos now, and everybody's in khakis and button ups. Like, fuck this <laughs> right. show. Yeah, fuck this show. So I get that too, but that's not, you know, my my true fandom. Like I obviously watched. We talked about this before, but I I watched in the '90s and watched the E Channel and stuff. But I, I mean, I was too young to really become a big fan. You know what I mean? I, I knew of the show. I didn't really start becoming a show or becoming a fan of the show until they moved to Sirius. So, you know, that's whenever you know for me things. But the started. beginning of Sirius was like the most badass. Yeah, no, I mean that's when. And now we're talking about that. He's like, we well, you know we. You know, obviously he's. Uh, this is his answer for it, but he's like, you know, we tried to like be outrageous when we first got here, and then we toned it down afterwards because we realized it wasn't that fun. Yeah, and they'll still go to raunchy topics, and we've covered that on other shows. I'm not going to sit here and say it's a PC show, but it just it makes me sad a little bit. You I miss it? That, you miss the yeah, old days? Exactly. I miss them. Like, hey, that's why you got Sternthology, pal. Even that is super curated. I know. That's the other thing. This is the show that's super raw about everything. And why are you going to curate every playback, block out sections of the show? You can check out our. We did a whole episode about him versus Wendy Williams, where you got to go back and do an awesome rant. I mean, I was blacked out. I heard we did an episode about Wendy Williams. Yeah, somebody told us it's on there. That got 7 billion downloads. I know. A pretty good one. Wow, I did a really good job with that. Wish I could remember. But, you know, he goes, and that's kind of the the old Howard coming back. And then he blocks it out of the replays, and then he never talks about it again. So, but so here, what is it? 
and this is it and this trip to LA uh, pretty much is the answer he wants this like that that this these three LA shows that he had with the celebrities and, and everything yeah it's that's the direction I mean not, but like, what not celebrity that, wouldn't have come on I don't know. I, I don't know. I just think it's it's this new it's a shift in everything. I'm not saying he's doing everything with a calculated move, like, well I'm gonna change this so I get this person this celebrity to come on. I just think it's a it's a mental shift. See, it's I think a, he's super calculated about everything he does though. You think? When it comes to his show. I, mean, I, I meant not, not say calculated. Like of course he's calculated. I just didn't think it was spe- specific enough to be like, you know, I wanna do this so I I get this this certain celebrity. I just think that it's you know I, he's cha- he's shifted his mindset so you know he can have types of shows that he did with the amount of celebrities he would come on. I guess in his head that he he probably didn't think you know were they getting that great of guests uh, before the series? I mean they were getting great guests, but it would be those little short form interviews. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm just I'm and just trying to, and he's gotten better at interviews just in his own right. But what I'm saying I do think that he. Even though he doesn't like live the lifestyle of like a Hollywood person and out at the dinners all the time and seeing people, I do think that he likes the respect that he gets from other celebrities in this field. Oh, absolutely. And so, and so whatever the shift I mean, he is. He loves being a celebrity. He does love being a celebrity. He talked about it just today. He was talking to Trevor Noah. Um, and Trevor Noah was talking about how he was huge in South Africa. He was one of the biggest stand-up comedians in South Africa and around the world, but unknown in America. He said he came here, moved to New York, and he said he walked around the streets and nobody knew who he was. He was pretty much anonymous, and he loved it. And Howard pretty much said, he's like, if that was me, I'd kill myself. Like, he's like, he needs that. Like he, yeah. And he told him that. He's like, I need that. So I think coming out to L.A. and having that type of thing, I think that in his head, and, and, and this could be true too, that the shift that he made with his show, with his personal life, with everything, and what we're talking about is where you know, the evolution of the show or, or de-evolution of the show, however you're looking at it, he thinks that, that this is the type of crowd that he's now going to attract, and I think that he likes that. So I think that he's moving in the direction that he wants to. That makes yeah. any sense. So, Yeah, and he's taking it in the direction he wants to. It I just depends on if you is, like it or how not. How many people yeah, want if you're on board direction. or not. Right, Which sure. he said many times he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit. And I think that, that again, that, that's, the, that's, that's where the authenticity well. comes in, where it's like he never gave a shit. Like, I mean, but he does give a shit. <laughs> Which one is Which one it? Is it? We don't and all know. this comes to the original point was to bring it back to these LA shows. And again, the reason I say it's the man behind the curtain is it's because always of. We talked about this off air. You know how you were supposed to act in LA. You, we had, we were very specific about everyone and their roles. And if you were going to be coming, you better contribute a certain amount. It's like. What happened to fucking rock and roll, man? Right. So, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. But I don't uh, know. <laughs> speaking of that, whenever they're talking just, about... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. You're uh, upset. I'm, yeah, upset. I'm upset. Daniel's upset. Daniel's upset. <laughs> and I love it. It was a great show. I, I thought it was show. the best shows I've ever heard. So I'm more optimistic about the, the direction, I feel like. Because, yeah, I, I do appreciate Ooh, Yeah, the these stuff. were three good. I mean, these were three awesome shows. But why does the staff just have to be so, I don't know. Every time they come in the studio, I guess it just all comes back to, I think it does reflect in the product because there hasn't been a contrarian for Howard in years. Yeah. Unless there's just, I can't even think of one because if there's just a random clip of a celebrity talking about him, he'll go off unless it's Wendy Williams and he blacks out of the show. 
but for the most part, he'll say little things here and there. Most of the guests get along. I guess it's just there used to be half of the fun used to be that conflict, and yeah, yeah. the the staff There's inter staff conflict, yeah, the but... staff that'll happen, and even that's not near. It's not as interesting, but it just seems like when people do come in, they're just terrified and. And then they're all just waiting to throw each other under the bus for Howard to that's, see who that's gets their head chopped thing. off. I shouldn't say the new thing. That's how it's always been. Like people throwing each other under the bus with inner staff stuff. But nobody's going to go after Howard. That's basically, you know, I mean, that's pretty much we have to accept that going forward because we're not seeing anybody challenge Howard. But I, I don't need that. I, I enjoy the inner. I'm so into the show that I enjoy the inner staff conflict. I mean, yeah, some of it gets fucking repetitive. But. I do enjoy some of the inner staff conflicts, so I don't need anybody to really challenge Howard from them. It would be nice to see somebody like the higher ups, like Gary or Fred, or even Robin sometimes, too, to challenge Howard on some things where like Howard's kind of going off on a on a rant where he really, you know, they could challenge him and they have some point of view, but they just don't. Fred, I don't know what happened to Fred, man. He <laughs> Fred like he abs- just focused on the sound effects. Yeah, Fred is just ready for an absolutely, and then <laughs> Howard bashes him over the head if he's not ready for something, and he just <laughs> totally puts his, puts his tail between his legs, and that's it. I'm like, man. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. And we're going to do a whole Fred episode. He's like both of our heroes. Fred week. But... No. Can we record? Is it everything good? Or okay, great. We made a bad mistake. <laughs> oh. So earlier we were recording this same podcast, and we were talking all about uh, Howard's yeah. trip and Caitlin and Brent and. And there was one point that I distinctly looked at Tyler and said, we're recording, right? And then at that time, we checked and we were recording, but then what happens? And then uh, about 20 minutes later, Dan looks at me and goes, we are recording, right? And then I made a joke, and I said, uh, Dan asked me about every 10 minutes if we're recording, and I, uh, I said, one of these times I'm just going to say yes, even though we're not going to be recording. Well... Joke's on me. That was one of these times. That was one of these times because kept on talking. Nothing was recording. Anywho, we're back. So we just talked for about 30 minutes without recording it, but we're going to try to get back on pace here. And and let's talk about the first time that J.D. Harmeyer ever smoked weed was on this California trip and turned into an awesome bit. That was one of the funniest things I've ever listened to. I laughed so fucking hard. Uh, mainly because Ronnie stole the show. As which, always. Yeah, he tends to do. But, oh my god, dude, Ronnie being high is the funniest thing I've ever heard. But I, I, I'm jumping. I'm getting ahead of myself. The, bit whole, the whole thing started with, obviously, Seth Rogen coming in. Um, and Howard and Seth Snoop Dogg and, and Snoop Dogg but it started with just uh, just Seth and Howard and Seth talking oh, I'm and sorry. yeah they uh, they have a good rapport with each other Seth's been in a bunch of times Seth Rogen's one of my favorite actors and directors producers so I, I just enjoy listening to Seth he's a big fan as well if you've listened to earlier podcasts yeah did you talk, didn't you talk about how you hated Seth Rogen I don't did remember you? doing that but you told me I did I feel and like you did listened back to these but I think I did. I feel like I, you well, hated on him hard, and I was like, "Why do you hate Seth Rogen so much?" You're like, "I hate him." No, Am I, I crazy? 
don't know. I mean, it's kind of the same movie of 20 times. Superbad was really good. Yeah, but he was barely in Superbad. He wrote Superbad. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, I love Seth Rogen, but obviously a weed connoisseur, and and so is Snoop Dogg. So they brought them in to uh, discuss weed. For the interview itself, though, whenever they were in, was fucking hilarious. Just like like those two, just you know, aesthetically are polar opposites. But you know, whenever it like, comes to it, like they are actually like very similar, and it's very cool to watch them together. Yeah, and one point that they made is they were able to just go in the back and get stoned in their trailers, which is something you wouldn't have. Although guests have smoked weed in the New York studios, just because they're famous and they don't give a shit. But right. for the most part, that's pretty frowned upon yeah but out in california hey whatever hey why not so they went to uh the country's first cafe yeah lowell uh, farms which is, which is right close next to, to where we're recording right now yep and ronnie stole the show and it's so funny his voice went to like the same pitch as him being hypnotized yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and essentially acting very similar just absolutely hilarious stuff from Ronnie. I know, man. Ronnie's cracking me up. Like, it's almost instantly. It's the moment he takes the first hit of weed. He just starts with that, like, that smoker, <laughs> laugh. That smoker's laugh immediately. And then JD, I don't know, who I don't even think really got high, but just, like, is getting a kick out of Ronnie. Yeah. It's just cracking me up, man. That was so fucking funny. I love that bit. And it was funny, too. Like, Gary was kind of a bummer the whole time after, too, because he almost got mad at Ronnie for getting too high. That's what Ronnie said, but, like, Ronnie was also, like, he got, like, he was the, he was, like, the <laughs> life. just his paranoia? He was paranoia, said, and he was, like, the life of the party for the first part, laughing. He was, <laughs> at one point, he was hitting on one of the bud tenders there. He's yeah. like, oh, look how fucking hot she is. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name, sweetheart? He's 70. Yeah, I know. What time you get off work? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my God. You guys got any alcohol in this joint? <laughs> that was the best line. You guys got any alcohol in this joint? <laughs> He's laughing. His day. Oh, I was fucking dying. But yeah, and then he got real paranoid afterwards and thinking everybody that hate, everybody hates him. Yeah, and speaking of the guys in the back, it was interesting to hear some kind of behind the scenes inner workings about what staff members got what bits on. And from a creator standpoint creative standpoint for those writers that has to be very rewarding when things get off get on the show but then also heartbreaking when things don't yeah for sure uh brent was one of the first one i mean i know mamet was uh also one of the staff members that was butthurt that he didn't get his stuff on but brent was really in particular upset about this uh jd and uh ronnie smoking weed bit that he wasn't a part of it one because you know Brent considers himself a weed connoisseur as well, so he thought that he could add something to it. But uh, yeah, he thought that he could produce this bit, and he was really, really pissed that he like uh, couldn't get on the air with you know this type of bit. Other staff members think that it was some other outside factors why he was upset so much. Uh, <clears throat> Caitlin having sex with a porn star, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, this uh, this could be a reason that he was kind of all you know stomping around the office whenever they got back and kind of you know butthurt about it and then with even him being upset you had chris wilding upset at him because he totally blew up the dating bit with him going out with the girls in la and even when he did supposedly get laid on the third date that he barely mentioned on someone that messaged him on instagram he didn't loop them in to come record it he didn't send them video audio 
and these guys are obviously looking for content to make about that storyline, so kind of left them hanging. So a lot of people walked away pissed. And again, there was that messaging behind the curtain of if you're going to come to L.A., you better contribute, you better bring it. So these guys feeling that extra pressure. I'm sure right. that he was on backstage. And yeah. there was a lot of planning that went into this. For sure. Yeah, I, 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 I understood Brent's frustration, though. You know, it's like he... He like he did like he said it in a way of you know he's like I thought these shows were great I'm so happy about how they went I just wish I was able to be a part of it a little bit more and I could see how the other staff members were like oh fuck you dude like you know what I mean like, we had great shows like what do you like why do you have to be so selfish about it and like be like yeah. but I get it in the sense of and I I might have said this before it's like you know being in a football game you guys won the game it's exciting but you didn't get in the game so it's like yeah you're happy for your team but you also wanted to contribute and you get in there so I I get it from that standpoint. Did Mehmet take this as an opportunity to do some shtick when it came to his PowerPoint presentation? Yeah, dude. His bit dude, on I Hannibal Lecter. I can't get over if Met if Mehmet is for real or not. I I, I, I go back and forth all the time. There's like because <laughs> if he is doing shtick, he's really fucking good at it. Because like he's I, I honestly look at like I watch the app and I watch the video, and he looks for real. Seems like genuine. He looks man. seems genuine. Like and. And if he is genuine, he's insane. He's an insane <laughs> person. Like, like he's just so one way or the other. Yeah. So like, I, th- this commercial that he tried pitching to Howard with, you know, oh my God, where Ellen DeGeneres, skinning is, Ellen DeGeneres. yeah, skinning Ellen, and he's wearing Jimmy Kimmel's skin suit and Ellen's <laughs> skin suit, and it's like Jesus, you're insane. But I did love his pitch mentality though. I love next it. slide. All right, next slide. Dude. So it is funny. So whatever regardless of what's going on, and it is actually funny. So if it is shtick, it's funny. But if it is genuine, it's funny. It's very entertaining, but I still can't figure it out and that bothers me as a listener to know if it's shtick or not. So I really don't know. But uh bottom line, Mehmet is actually pretty damn funny when it comes to that, regardless of how you know it checks out. You know what's funny? Mehmet is actually one of the staffers that will challenge Howard in the slightest bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and Benji and, and actually. Benji too a little bit, but Benji I feel like is more sticky when he does it. Uh but Mehmet like almost like, you know, like it's not even challenges Howard, but he's like uh I'm trying to think of the right word because like he I mean he definitely he's like he thinks that everybody hates him. He thinks that Howard's against him. He thinks that everybody's against well, him. I think he, he's he thinks that him and Howard like have a connection at some point or he that, puts himself really on don't. like a talent level of power yeah. or something. Yeah. You know, he puts himself at an elevated level. Right. So he feels like he can talk to him on that type yeah. of level almost. Even he yeah. likened his bit not getting on like, Oh, what Howard, you've never faced something like this right. in your career. I was like, like what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Right. He had the FCC trying to ruin his career. Exactly. But I think with Mehmet compared to some other staffers that we mentioned before that had a history of calling into the show, he just like kind of applied and got the job. Right. He, what, he didn't like worship Howard growing up. Exactly. So I think that maybe plays off a little bit that he's not super intimidated that even like Jason growing like even right. old staff members. Yeah, yeah. Even no, that totally. came up as a regular staff, even not necessarily on talent. Someone like Jason, a little bit more behind the scenes, still talks about, oh, I only went to 
colleges that could get the Stern show and I never right. miss an episode. We talk about this even just in like your daily workplace, like where if you're your kid fresh out of college and you're you know, your first job is, is that's all you know. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like how you know, Daniel works in advertising, so it's you know, like a lot of the people in the ad agency that they're out of college, they've worked there for ten years and that's all they know. They only know the way that they do business and that's the that's the only thing they know of the workplace. Um, and if you had a, you know, a figure like Howard as your boss, that's the only thing, you know, as well. So, you know, someone like Mehmet might be, you know, he was, I know he was in the military for a little bit. So like, you know, people that have a little bit more of a background with other, you know, workplaces might not look at, you know, this Howard as this godlike figure, like, uh, some other staff members might. Yeah. And I don't think he grew up as a huge fan and right. you know, he, he didn't get on the show by submitting bits. Mm-hmm. He might've just applied for a job and got it. And yeah. He's a talented guy, but you know, it'd be the difference of someone worshiping Letterman their whole life and getting a job or right. someone out of Harvard that got the job. So you say that like, he's a talented guy. Like, and it makes me wonder though, cause like we only obviously see what comes, uh, out on air. What, like I want to just be a fly on the wall in one of those meetings, as far as like a pitch meeting or like, because like, is it really how they say it is? Like once they get on the air, or is it really like, you know, a pitch meeting as any other show would be, like a Jimmy Kimmel show or a Jimmy Fallon show or Saturday Night Live, where they're all pitching bits and sketches and things like that? Um, or is it different in the you know in the Howard Stern universe? I just I really wonder. Well, I think with the pitch meetings, it seems like something that it has its regulars will. Um, sure. You know, Howard seems to sure love Will, so. by the way. Like, yeah, I feel well, like he's, he's never had a bad. For a while. He's been on the show for a while, but like Howard never has a bad thing to say about Will. I feel like. Yeah. And they always seem to be on the same page. But I think this goes back to that point that those are their steady guys. Mm-hmm. Probably puts in a ton of work. And then when someone like Mamet comes in, it's like an event that he goes to the pitch meetings in the morning. Right. Whereas these guys are, yeah, we go every morning for the past 20 years. Sure. And same thing with um, Benji. You know, he like acted like it was a huge deal. I'm going to start showing up to meetings now. I'm going to start working on Thursdays. Yeah, how long did that last? Yeah. (laughs) He's got the same, he's like the only person on par with Robin and Fred. And Fred probably does more behind the scenes. But Robin and Howard's schedule. Somehow Benji got that schedule. But these guys are more, you know, the hard workers behind the yeah, scenes. Yeah, they're there five days a week. When Mehmet is, like, walking around talking about how it's such an event that he went to a pitch meeting and is contributing ideas, you know, isn't that part of your job? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, like I said, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in one but of I those But I think meetings. he is talented because he does bring that element of you don't know whether he's completely insane or talented. That, I, mean, I honestly think he's just half fucking around. I has to, he has to be half fucking around. And I, I did like, I mean, he, it was his idea for the Jeremy Stafford bit, which was a very good bit that happened this past week. Or but last If you think week, about it, say. look at how much, ever since he's kind of come into the Stern universe, he's constantly had stuff. He used to have all his stuff about his apartment being in the middle of the hood. Right. That was like when I was first. That was kind of his original stuff. I'm a cowboy. And then, well, that was like later. Yep. So then they're talking about um, him I'm a broken laid. man. That's <laughs> one of my favorite jobs. <laughs> him getting laid on Tinder dates. That was talked about for months. And he was kind of the young staff member. Um, you know, that was yeah, all like reporting dates. from the Tinder front lines. Exactly. Yeah. Reporting. Exactly. Yeah, bits yeah. on the ground. Right. And he's always gotten bits on the air. Then his girlfriend was a bit. And, but I think that this is exactly 
the result of that because when he does come on the radio, he's a big personality. He's funny and yeah, people uh, like great. him or hate him. And I'm sure Howard loves a character like that. Right. That regardless, you're going to get an emotional response. I think Howard's biggest thing is you come on with a point of view and, and Mehmet is definitely does not ever have the most popular point of view, but he comes on with a point of view and I'm sure that's why Howard appreciates him coming on the air. Yeah. Um, and he has a unique one, even if he's completely insane. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, so I have to ask this as we wrap up this podcast, this trip to LA, I think that it was meaningful for Howard. Cause I, I obviously does not do it often. It's the first time he's done this in what, 15 years. Um, I don't know if this is going to, how this will affect his, um, negotiations for his next contract if there is one if he's going to retire because that's coming up very soon uh i don't do you know the date was it under two years like or a year and a half year and a half yeah. year and a half i think so i don't know do you think that this trip maybe reinvigorated him to want to sign again and kind of get back out there and keep this going or do you think this was more of a uh a final hurrah almost to like come out to la and and see these types of people and, and see that so where, how do you see it this is giving me some hope. I'm going to go with, I think I think this means he's going to resign at least another two or three years. I think this is a lot of effort to put forth. You know he doesn't like to travel. And this is doing serious, a really big solid. Then again, he's got a ton of serious stock, so he's got some vested interest there. Yeah. But it's he's investing a lot of time to grow a company that he's maybe leaving in a year. I don't think so. Yeah. I think old Howie stays. He and stays. that means our podcast is going to continue to spread all across the globe. Uh, what are all, all our fans going to do <laughs> if he retires? Screw Howard's fans. What are our Hey Now Howard podcast fans going to do if he retires? <laughs> what do you think, young Tyler? Uh, in a lot of ways, I, I, my, my initial reaction was that this is kind of like the last hurrah the send off you know like you know what this is it i got a book this book is kind of like my legacy he's talked about that a lot like this is kind of my legacy i want to leave behind all 15 pages of content yeah right however like that's like that's what he wants to leave behind so this like his la trip was like kind of like that's his that's his thing he want to leave but i will say i do agree i think that that he's not done i do think that the show will change if he does sign again i don't think that it's going to be a three day a week four hour show I think it's just oh, too much man. content for him even to do. Less. I think he's going to do even That's less. Sad. Which, but then I guess honestly, less I don't. Is better than less none. is for me. I think the content that they have it now is, is almost too much. Like there's like there's a lot of. I mean, I don't. I don't. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm all for it. like I, if you stayed with the same schedule. But I mean, it's just like we both work and have shit to well, do. There's a lot. Like I mean, it's hard. But they to, don't go on stretches for like three weeks. Right. We just caught a nice stretch. Right. They're off a lot. So I'm saying, if you like, but yeah, I'll negotiate some more time off. Do that three hours keeps him on the air. I wouldn't even say no. I'm saying I more mean, time he's off. A seven year old man. Keep the same schedule, plus. but like maybe just do a three hour show or something like that, and just do more interview. I you know, I just think I think there'd be a different. I don't know. I think he'd have to readjust the actual content and schedule of, scheduling of a show. But I, I no, the answer is I don't think he retires just yet. I think he's got one more left. This is it. Whatever one, whatever thing, anything that happens after this. I think is the last. <laughs> That's one. where we said the past like Did three we? contracts. It's like, yeah, I think this is it. Yeah, he's talking about this one a lot less than previous like renegotiations. It'll ramp up. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It'll ramp up. They'll start bitching more. Right. And that's probably a negotiation tactic, too. Of course. But it's just like, dude, I don't think he's like really looking for more money at this point. But I think, no, it's not a money thing. Well, it's always a money thing. I'm sure he wants every dollar that he thinks he earns. Sure. But. But it's not like, I don't think he's going to walk away if the money's not right. He's he's never left. You know, he's never been shy to ask for what he thinks he's worth. Right. But maybe he's serious in a different spot. Do they think he's worth all that still? Well, do I think, do you think that he's bringing in, uh, let me pose you a question this way. If his new strategy is working through Marcy Turk's brilliant getting things done strategy, is, is this bringing in this new flock of like, I don't hear new people talking about listening to Howard from anyone that wasn't a fan previously. I don't either. I don't see his stuff. Going. I mean, you'll hear stories break if someone makes a revelation on the show that which they never happens admitted, a lot, more which like, happens a ton. Yeah, that happens. A but lot. it's also like picked up in like a news story with it being quoted as being said on the show. It's not necessarily clips of the show being spread everywhere. The, are you saying like does that is that equating into subscribers not the serious and, exactly? And I don't know or, the answer, or right? new Howard fans, new Howard fans, maybe new Howard fans, but I don't know if that equates. I think what it comes down to is does it equate to like subscribers to serious, and I don't know the answer to that. They they never really give out the data as far as the listeners to Howard as right. like you know in reference to the subscribers to serious. So they have like you know thirty million subscribers. That's a huge deal, or thirty plus whatever it is now. But however many of those actually listen to Howard. Nobody knows, or you know, I, I have no idea. I, I know, obviously, he has well, a huge fan base. Yeah. They don't put they, they don't know. put it out there. But I'd love to know the like you know the percentages as far as like why people. I mean, I only have serious listen to Howard. I have no reason to listen to it other than that. Oh, I'll cancel the day he retires. Right? Yeah, exactly. No doubt. But also, and also, I think the app has kind of revigorated things. Is that the right word? Yes. Sure. I yeah. Um, We're not very smart. <laughs> it sounded cool. Um, but I think the app has really that's a great video point. content yeah. has really brought in a whole different layer, and he's he's commented and I agree they do a great job with the musical performances. It's not just one or two cameras; they really do a great production right. job, editing, post editing. They blend everything together well, and I think that that's really kind of energized things. And maybe, but then again. Now we're in this era of a Howard influenced podcast era where every celebrity now does hour and a half long interviews and gets asked not as well as Howard does, but if he does resign, I guess this goes towards if he resigns and they continue down this path, is this working towards his goal of more a listers, more listeners, new listeners? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. That like the the era that we're in now, it's not that uncommon for celebrities to go on and do an hour, an hour and a half interview. Um, you're right. The, does it equate to you know Howard's type of interview style? Probably not. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. I guess it remains to be seen. I, I mean, Howard hates on podcasts and things like that. So and I, I think don't th- that's part of the reason why. Uh, yeah, I don't think that he's uh, going to be retiring and going to his own podcast network anytime soon. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. 
And we'll be watching all along here on the Hey Now Howard podcast. Guys, if you could only just listen to the podcast we recorded that got erased. Oof. Let me oh, tell you. Man. We would have won so many awards. Oof. One of the best things that's ever been recorded. Oh, we're flowing. However, now you got to listen to this piece of shit. <laughs> but we'll come back. Our next episode, we're going to be digging into Brent and Caitlin, which is a huge Caitlin, whatever her name is, one of those. Is a huge topic of LA, name. and yeah, Brent swinging has become like the topic of the past year. So we're gonna dive into that on the Hey Now Hard podcast. Lot to dive hit into. like, hit subscribe, tell your mistress, tell everyone you know to come on by and listen to the Hey Now Hard podcast. I've been Daniel Coyne. I'm Tyler Cortez, and we'll see you next time. Hey now, hit him with the high. Bye for now. Also, you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.